Hello and welcome to the American Scouser podcast. We're never going to stop. Ale, 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 etc., etc. Um, we're back from a little hiatus. Uh, tonight I'm joined by the wonderful Parker. How you doing, mate? Not bad. Yourself? And the OG, Timmy T. Timuchin. How's it going, mate? What's going on? All good, all good, man. We are back and we're in Bitmoji form. So here we go. We're starting it off fresh tonight. Um, like I said, we've had a wee bit of a hiatus, uh, getting a few things sorted out behind the scenes and whatnot. But um, it seems like a lifetime ago that we've seen the Reds play, doesn't it, fellas? I mean, the City game literally feels ages ago and a lot of stuff has happened. So let's, uh, let's dive straight into that. Um, do you want the good news or bad news, lads? Sort the bad news first. We can end yeah, I was going to say, let's go bad first. So, so the bad news is we have to talk about internationals. The good news is <laughs> there isn't any till March. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the best news there is, really. March, unreal. Can't believe it's already coming up to that time of year. Yeah. But uh, so here we are. But, uh, talking about the internationals, I mean, where where do we begin? The, I mean, I wish we never had to begin. You know, it's just I yeah. Wish, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I mean, it, it's kind of the whole thing is kind of silly. I mean, doing it this time of year on top of the whole congested schedule, on top of the whole COVID stuff, is just not smart. And I know. You know, FIFA has to make its money and all that kind of stuff. But, man, it's just kind of – I mean, it's not only for us. Obviously, I mean, we know the impact that our club has the most. Uh, but it's like throughout. It's just not – I don't think anybody out there says, yeah, this was a great idea. I'm glad we did this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm always, I've always been the one that kind of dislikes how they do international duty. Um, I think that personally they could – separated out throughout the year a little better but especially during this year with COVID and everything you know it's kind of the worst possible idea to take players from different nations playing in different nations living in those different places bringing them all together for one camp in a totally different place yeah it, it's just a terrible idea I mean like I get it you know yeah like Timuchin said FIFA needs its money but this year in particular, it, it just isn't sensible. I mean, we've seen countless players come back testing positive after international breaks, not only this time, but last one too, like uh, when Ronaldo came back with a uh, COVID test. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, it's not smart. And you would think that after arguably the biggest, if not one of the biggest brand level players, test positive for COVID after an international break, you would think that they'd take a look and go, huh, maybe this isn't the best plan. Maybe this isn't the best idea, but obviously not. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously doom and gloom. So here I am. I'm the, the Irish part of the, I've got a can of the champions Carlsberg. Never mind the doom and gloom lads. There we go. <laughs> Crack one open. That sounded like Liverpool just opening that thing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, taste the champions. So, right, enough of the doom and gloom. No, actually, no, there's still more. We have to talk about the bountiful 
injury list. Uh, anybody want to take a stab at, in the dark and, and list off the entire injury list right now? Ah, shit, man. Are we counting COVID as injury? That'd be a uh, really why not? Long, that'd be a really long podcast. If we did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about currently, not like it, that, that has right. happened. <laughs> so TAA, Nico, Joe, Verge, Fab, Tiago, Hendo, Salah, Reese, and Ox. And if I've forgotten anyone... There's Did you say Bobby. Gomez in there? Uh, yeah, Joe. Joe okay, I, no, I, you just rattled off a ton of names. It's scary. I mean, it's yeah. just depressing listening to it. And, I know. And obviously, they're all like varying levels and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know. It sounds like this month, I mean, the coming up fixtures is going to be what decides what we're probably going to do in January. I mean, let's hope, you know, the youngsters step up. Uh, hopefully, Matip stays healthy. Uh, cause I will be, I mean, to me, he is the second center back. Yeah. I put him actually above Joe in terms of performance on what he brings personally. Uh, so let's hope like Reese, Nathan, Fabinho, somebody can fill in that other slot. And if he can keep Thiago healthy, Hey, there's some good news. Ox is back practicing, you know, exactly. almost, almost on the way back. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think this next month is going to be a huge tell in terms of which direction we're going to end up going. Parker, yeah, what do you think, man? I, I agree completely with that. It's um I, I think really just keeping healthy. And uh yeah, I think what a lot of the fans were saying about you know spending a little bit more money on more players this year has a lot of people are gonna be saying, I told you so, I told you so. Um obviously it's a totally different argument whether or not that was feasible, but I think we're going to hear a lot of that coming up just because of the injury situation we're in, which is obviously compounded by COVID and being a uber congested schedule. Yeah. But and the sad thing is, you know, there's not, there's not another way around it without cutting off a lot of stuff. Cause you know, let's say, okay, we want to eliminate some of the smaller cups, you know, like the, the uh, Carabao cup or the FA cup. You're going to be, ticking a lot of people off if you remove one of those because of the history behind them if you take out international duty you're gonna piss off fifa if you're gonna do get rid of the champions league you're gonna piss off everyone you know there's not there's no good way to alleviate the schedule when you're a high caliber team yeah which is why it's just such a a difficult thing to really put have even a stance on really and make an argument for because you know what are you going to argue to eliminate yeah you, know, I mean, you can't it's completely, say completely ridiculous state of affairs really because yeah. like you can't have them play over the summer yeah they're gonna be playing well they already did you know <laughs> 365 days a year well yeah, yeah i mean this year but i'm saying even in a traditional year yeah, yeah. Well, they're hoping to have the euros so it's not even like yeah. they can kind of like league towers next summer the hope is that the euros are going to happen there right i mean honestly the biggest thing when it comes back to the Premier League, the situation we're in and, you know, like City and stuff like that, it probably goes back to allowing the five subs mm-hmm. uh, that every other freaking league is doing except, you know, the Premier League. So now the championship is switching. I mean, I just do not – I mean, I understand somehow uh, why they feel like it would benefit the bigger teams more. But at the same time – I mean, you're just bringing down the overall quality of the league if half the league is out injured 
on your top teams. I mean, yeah, maybe you're making it more competitive and you look at like the, you know, you look at the standings right now and yeah, there's like a lot of like oddball teams and odd, odd places. Uh, but I don't know, you just like depleting teams and it's only going to get worse. I mean, we just are in November. So we have like a rough November coming up and then December, uh, the normal like the holiday season fixtures coming up. So it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Yeah. So let's hope we have enough depth. And I know like what Parker's saying, going back to what you're talking about, like the spending and stuff. And I know we talked about this on the podcast before uh, when we saw Lauren, you know, my hope was we do replace it. But let's face it, we were talking about, hey, you know, Gomez and Matip are, like, regularly injured. We never even considered, you know, like, Van Dyke being out. Uh, that was not even, like, part of the conversation. Maybe we took that before freaking granted. But, yeah. uh, you know, that was not even the in the formula. We were thinking, hey, with the schedule, we can rotate. We don't want to put Fab back there. Now we just hope we can put Fab back there. So, apart from, like, signing a center back, I don't think – I think we added enough quality overall to be able to – kind of like offset the injuries in midfield and forward. It's just unlucky that every freaking center back you have is getting injured. Yeah, I mean, lads, you brought up some excellent points. Like, I mean, everything's compounded, obviously, by the, 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 the current state of affairs. Um, but uh, I just feel, well, like you said, um, it's already affecting what's happening next month. And... Next month, uh, the Champions League game, uh, I'm going to attempt to pronounce the team, uh, Mitchelland. Um, That's pretty close. Close yeah. enough, I think. Of. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're Danish. Um, uh, but uh, Jan Molby was telling people how to pronounce it on, uh, on the LFC TV commentary. But um, I've forgotten it already. I mean, come on. It's too hard. Um, but uh, so it's not going to be played in Denmark because of the UK bans. Uh, due to COVID. So there's a possibility it's going to be played at Dortmund's home, which <laughs> just ima well, imagine that place with fans, but obviously it's not going to happen. But imagine that, like, God, that would be something else. Yeah. But um, I guess the other international news, and then we'll try and move on away from the doom and gloom as I gently sip my champions Carlsberg lager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Jeannie and Harry scored so that's about it somebody said something about Jeannie equaling uh, Harry Kane's uh, record or goal scoring tally or whatever who cares about Harry Kane Jeannie's an absolute boss um, mm -hmm. yeah he's really thriving in that role that he plays yeah. on the national team that's for sure like going forward so I mean, let's hope some of it carries over, but I think what we ask of him to do and how he plays on us is so different because people are like, how oh, come he's scoring there and that he's scoring here? I mean, just different roles, different situations. So, but yeah, it's good to see. And I almost feel like, you know, I remember like talking about this like earlier in the year in terms of like who we would think, you know, would want to go somewhere else to try something else after winning everything, you know, while at Liverpool and I mean, Genie, because of that role, and if he really does enjoy playing that role more, I can see him. I know we offered him a new contract, kind of like trying to still lure him and stuff like that. But especially as he gets older, I can see him wanting a less demanding physically, uh, like Klopp's you know, system is, and the more attacking role in a league. Let's face it, it's less demanding as well. So I can see why he would see Barcelona and I would think they would be dumping money as well 
Uh, I can see why he would see that as an attractive option, but let's hope we convince him. I know he's not, you know, the first name that comes to people's minds in terms of like, you know, being the top players, but what he does and what he does consistently is very important to that midfield. So let's hope they can figure it out and we sign him on. Yeah. Parker, I, you, you're probably too young to remember somebody like Rude Hullet. Yeah. Yeah. So Rude Hullet was... Um, He's like, I've seen videos. Rude, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Rude Hullet was brilliant uh, for any of those listeners that don't um, remember him either or maybe too young. Uh, Rude Hullet, uh, I believe he managed Chelsea after his playing career, but he was a, a Dutch midfielder and he's brilliant, brilliant player. Um, but he, he was on BBC commentary one time. He was like, yeah, the Dutch play Shex football. <laughs> and, and it's as simple as that. That's the, the Dutch do play sexy football. You know, they, they, they invented it, you know, and, and, you know, Jeannie, I, I heard one time on, uh, I think it might've been the Red Man TV podcast. And, uh, they said about Jeannie, he's just too Dutch. He's too Dutch, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he 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 does everything so simply and so perfectly. Like, what what's your thoughts on the man? Yeah, I mean, I think it is like you said. He just plays very Dutch football. I mean, even think back as far as like with Cruyff, he revolutionized the game by doing what we'd consider now incredibly simple moves, but those moves were absolutely revolutionary for the time and. I think that that's such a status quo for the uh, the footballing culture over in the Netherlands mm-hmm. that, you know, I think that's part of why Genie is so successful playing on international duty because, you know, that system just fits him like a glove and it really just, it lets him shine. It lets him do things more his way. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think, at Liverpool at times he is trying to adapt to the Liverpool way of playing. Yeah. And that's not to say that he's a bad player. He's an absolutely incredible player. And I still think he's a good fit for our team, but I think that part of the issue why people, I don't want to say dislike him, but like to criticize him a lot is just because of that fact that he's kind of adapting his game to a different form of yeah. playing. I, I, obviously, those people are the same people who didn't like Hendo. So obviously, right. like they don't get what the hell is going on. I mean, yeah. if you don't see, you know, what Hendo and Genie does in that midfield in terms of like the hard work they put in, uh, not to mention helping those, you know, Robo and like Trent constantly up. I mean, somebody has to fill in those gaps and spaces. So if you yeah. don't see what those guys are doing, there used to be a, a, a little app on the in in game watching on Sky Sports back home. So whilst you were watching the game, you could press the red button and get interactive, and you could watch player cams. Right. So they they had uh, they had fan zone as well, fan zone commentary, which was brilliant. So they would put a Man United fan beside a Liverpool fan in a box in the game watching the game live on commentary it was amazing that is awesome but we're missing uh, out oh it was class it was the, the go and search the videos because some of the liverpool man united ones are just brilliant but um <laughs> they used to do player cam as well so you could literally choose any player on the pitch like it was a game of fifa and re-watch and watch them during the live game like imagine doing that with genie like it would yes yeah. that's, that's 
That's, that's a tired cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah. And we brought up Jan Mulvey earlier on. Jan Mulvey was another one of those. He, he was always rumored, uh, like the, the joke was he never left the semicircle. And he was a big lad. Like he, he had a bit of a belly towards the end, latter part of his career. Yes, but, it, but I'm telling you, the man was oh, unbelievable. He could hit the back of a bee's arse from 40 yards. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we're done with internationals until March. Thank the yeah. gods of football. <laughs> oh, so... Moving on, um, like we said, we, we, we didn't really talk about City, but um, we can later on. We're, we, we, this is Liverpool. We're talking about Liverpool here, not City. But uh, it's Leicester next. It's first versus third. Lads, um, surely nothing in the three points, right? I mean, listen, despite all the injuries and all the rest, the actual team we have, it, it'll make uh, picking our starting 11 quite easy because there's only about... <laughs> A full team's worth, anyway. Um, but all joking aside, like I think the players that we can field should be able to get the win. And if we do, it'll go a long way to to start putting the frighteners on people, saying like, "All right, well now they do mean business." Because two or three years ago, losing our best player would have been our season done. Yeah, you know. So. Now look at us, you know. Allison came back. I mean, Verge is next to as being superhuman as possible. So I mean, <laughs> a, a twelve months injury for for so, some people will will be a six month injury for him. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lester, let's take the three points, surely, lads. Let's have a, a a little stab in the dark. What's your gold predictions? What's your scoreline? I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a one nothing. Uh, I think it's going to be a tight-fought game, and I think the goal we're going to score is just going to squeak in. I think it's going to be some kind of like fight for the ball in the box, we'll and someone's scramble. just going to tap yeah. it in, and I, 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 in the a chaos. Nice, a nice jammy goal, a really yeah. lucky one. I, I like the sounds of that. Which I'll take. I mean, and yeah, I'd much rather have Mane just bend an absolute screamer into the top corner four times in a row but <laughs> given sometimes with what, you gotta win dirty right right exactly yeah and first third versus third like we're only a point behind them obviously so many so yeah. little games in but and it's not like Leicester's a bad team by any stretch of the imagination so exactly I know, man. See, I'm the warrior. You guys know me. So I'm kind of concerned. In terms of, I mean, it, it, Are you still on the fence? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like worried just because of their countering and like, you know, like Vardy and stuff like that is kind of, I mean, let's hope we take, if anything that comes out of these like injuries and the situation we're in, I hope it's something that can kind of like re-motivate the team to go full speed again. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about after, you know, winning the title, you know, like how would they get motivated to do it again? You know, like, you know, obviously the pressure of like the 30 years and everything is gone, but we always talked about, you know, are they going to be able to have that same fire every game, keep going the same way they did and stuff like that. I'm kind of hoping like this brings that, you know, Barcelona kind of mode where, you know, it's only us uh, kind of like not as much the favorites as we were initially because of the injuries. So my hope is like that kind of becomes a good motivator for the team 
I mean, not that they necessarily need it, but it definitely can't hurt uh, to kind of go full speed. I mean, in terms of the players we throw out there, obviously the quality is still there, but the cohesion is always a worry, especially in the back line, especially when playing against a guy like Vardy. You, know, you would think, or I would, I guess, hope that we don't play as much of a high line knowing the, you know, the situation we're in. Precisely. Yeah. And stuff like that. But, um, I mean, I almost feel like if we win, this is going to be one of those uh, 3-2 kind of games that I think we will score on them. Uh, I'm just, like I say, worried about that back line. But it could be one of those cases where uh, we kind of play the midfield a little bit more back, don't play the high line. And then kind of go Parker's route. But, I mean, you got to still have confidence in the front three, obviously, minus Mo. But I think, you know, it's still we're throwing uh, really good players going forward and in midfield. I don't see, like, Diago coming back. I don't think he would be risk. I mean, I know they just came back to practice, but I don't see him out there this weekend. It would be I'd awesome if he was because I think that's exactly what we would need for that midfield. Uh hopefully Hando can make it. So many unknowns of some of these guys that were precautionary sent back or mm-hmm. did not play and stuff like that. But for instance Robo had a knock and played for Scotland yesterday. Yeah, so. for like freaking ninety six minutes or some shit. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> so so it, it's it's you're you're absolutely right. I mean it, it's it's mad. But I mean the players we do have fit. Let's let's go through some of them, who would your, your back four be? Because, I mean, the back four in midfield, really, that's our... Well, we, we haven't really got much room for maneuvering, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, obviously, Robo is going to play. Uh, you have Matip playing. I think Nico, from what I understand, was only precautionary. Yeah. Uh, so, he didn't play at all. So, he's probably the right back. And, like I say, I don't know, again, if Fabinho is going to be rushed back. And knowing the schedule coming up, why would we want him rushed back? So, and we know uh, Milner can play anywhere. So Milner, if Nico can't be rushed back, Milner will play right back, or he'll play DM, yes. or you know, or midfield, or right wing, or exactly. center forward, whatever needed. Exactly. Um, but I'm thinking it's going to be Reese or Nathan playing, yeah. and with the Champions League game midweek, maybe Nathan, so that yeah. Reese can play the midweek game. Yeah. Um, and that's probably like the back line for me in terms of like what we're going to have. I just don't feel like knowing Klopp and how the system works and especially with the injuries we have now, why rush somebody over there for one game and then lose them for another four weeks or something like that? God forbid. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's Sunday. So the, the players who did go away on uh, international and, and played their hearts out like Jeannie and Robbo, you know, they'll have that extra day of rest. Um, so it's yeah, it's the Sunday game. It's not on Peacock. It's on MB. Uh, what's it called? MBSN or NBCSN? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's go with that. L- listen to the foreigner. Try and <laughs> tell tell the Americans what's up here. I've only been here six years. Calm down, people. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, yeah, NBSN, right? Um, <laughs> so the bench line, really. Um, like we we could have a decent bench, I think. Um, Simicus could could be there as well. I mean, he'll he'll be um, Costas will be will be needed um, mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks because he yeah. he played for Greece as well. So he he's had minutes. He's he's back on the pitch. Um, Taki, Shaq, Origi, you know, get them on the bench too. Nabilad. Yeah, Nabi lad. Yeah. If he if he doesn't start, he's got to be 
in the conversation. He's going to be the first one off the bench if he doesn't start, yeah. I think. Yeah, and Genie, of course, will will probably start. Um, but, uh, yeah, up front, obviously, Mo out, Jada in. I mean, seems straightforward enough to me. Um, one thing I did notice that uh, was quite suspicious about this game, to say the least, uh, those who've been following our our Facebook page uh, from our old friend David Coote, the, the memes we've been pumping out about David Coote, he was <laughs> removed from this weekend's game. He was supposed to be managing, uh, I'm not sure if he was doing VAR or what he was doing. He was supposed to do the VAR, but I mean, is that kind of like somebody did that and they were like, dude, what the hell were you guys thinking? Like somebody did their own mistake. <laughs> but I mean, why would you even, I mean, I read somewhere today and the question was like, why would they even put the guy in that situation? 2020, man. Let the, throw it, th- throw him in there again. See what happens. My God. Like I, you wonder at these people in charge of um, whether they were doing it just to test the waters or seeing if they could get away with it, or <laughs> I don't know, like it, it's crazy. But uh, he won't be, he won't be involved. Yeah, I think Merriman is the one that's replacing him. I, I don't know. It is kind of like a dangerous alley to go down. I mean, I just know from like the Turkish league, for example. After a while, this becomes a mess. I mean, if you start with you know that guy out of the VAR, next week somebody else gets screwed. They're like, well, we don't really want that guy. Yeah. Once they start falling to that pressure, it just becomes a mess because now you're like, well, he can't ref them and they can't ref that and stuff like that. So like it becomes this whole other equation they got to go through. But I just feel like it was like a somebody screwed up appointing Nats. It's almost too soon, if you will, <laughs> to put him in there. A lot of people are screwing up. Everybody's screwing up. It's yeah. bad. So it's like, you know, Parker, let's say you screwed up at your job. If I screwed up at my job, I'd get shouted at. I'd get reamed yeah. out. I'd get chewed out. And it's, it's that line from Inglorious Bastards, you know, I, I've been chewed out before. <laughs> 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 you know, but nothing's happening to these guys. There's no explanation. There's no, there's no transparency. There's no... There seems to be no recourse. Um, what? How would you punish them? <laughs> I don't know. Like, wh- where do you stand? It's crazy. The thing is, oh, go ahead, Tim. I mean, it's just a matter of like, you know, I taking them out. I mean, here's the thing: there's only so many of these guys that have the caliber and experience to be able to do a Premier League game. So it's not like there's like 30 guys sitting behind them, and you're like, "Hey, Joe, it's your turn," kind of deal. <laughs> so the only thing they can really do is, you know, like you, you know, you get a suspended for two weeks. You know, goes, you know, go stand in the corner for two yeah. weeks, come back, and you know, hopefully you won't screw up and stuff like that. But in some ways, you don't want the FA overreacting and constantly punishing because now you're kind of like constantly putting the doubts in the reps' heads. And that, like I say, that could be like a that could roll down the slope pretty bad too in terms of like making like bad decisions or overthinking the decisions. Like, am I going to be suspended again if I do this and stuff like that? So uh, I don't know. We almost have to deal with what we have dealt with, with the whole VAR and everything. I was actually asking this. Let me ask you two. I know like jumping onto a different topic. Oh, snap. (laughs) I was listening in the other group because I was just thinking about this the other day, just over the weekend. I first had weekend where i really had nothing planned so i could just watch different sports and stuff like that but i mean 
regardless of how it's been implemented and all that kind of crap, I mean, we can talk about VAR, how it can be done better, blah, blah, blah. Or we can talk about, you know, different sports. But watching across the U.S. sports and, you know, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, college sports, whatever. I mean, go back, compared to five years ago, with all this te- technology introduced now, would you guys say, because I know I can definitely say, my enjoyment of watching sports has diminished drastically overall with the replays. I mean, I watch, I'm not a big college football fan, but uh, wifey is a huge Notre Dame fan. I'm sure, you know, Jamie will appreciate, you know, the yeah, Irish yeah. and everything. I personally root for whoever Notre Dame is playing. Uh, so, <laughs> so we get to watch every Notre Dame game. Uh, but I mean, I mean, there was a game on, I, especially with that, you know, in college football, they watch everything over again. Literally, I can honestly say we watch more replays than the game itself. It's the same catastrophe in NFL. Uh, we know the VAR deals. Uh, I honestly felt NBA probably, out of all the sports I watch, had it probably the most right, I should say, in terms of how it's implemented and not really screwing up the game as much and stuff like that. But, I mean, what would you guys say? Because I can say for myself, my enjoyment of games watching the sports has diminished drastically are more correct calls being made? I guess. But at the end of the day, which, you know, what's important in terms of you enjoying watching the sport, I would personally say for me has diminished compared to, let's say, three years or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, what would you say? Like, do you watch the games with the – I mean, you're going to have the same fire and everything, but in terms of, like, the enjoyment you get out of not only watching Liverpool, I'm just saying in general watching sport. Here's me sitting quietly, the host here, hoping that Parker was going to take point on this. Maybe I'd sneak <laughs> oh, under I can, the, I can maybe I'd sneak under the radar. <laughs> no, 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 I'm jumping in straight in. Both feet. Um, as a, a foreigner, man, I mean, I, I watch some American sports uh, coincidentally. Um, I watch, I, I enjoy a bit of golf. Um, I used to play quite a bit in Ireland, but um, it's a different sort of sport. In Ireland, it doesn't yeah, cost anywhere near. Play. Doesn't doesn't cost anywhere near as much. Um, it yeah. seems to cost you an absolute fortune in America, but I, I do genuinely love the game. Um, other than that, I mean, I used to watch a bit of uh, tennis, but the the sports I, I I like to watch are like boxing and Formula One. But Formula One's just crazy with the uh, rules. It's a nightmare. It's like it takes it to the absolute worst degree and it, they change every year and it's it, it's a, call, a a bone of contention every time i mean yeah. there's I'll a put few... it for people that don't know the sport basically think of that kid in grade school that was the most anal about following every single rule to a t and if you had one little shaving of crayon <laughs> outside the line they'd r- report you to the teacher you get... that's basically what yeah. everyone is <laughs> yeah so, I mean, like, I don't know. You have to ask yourself a few questions when you're talking about this because it is, it is a very good question. It's a deep question. Like, we could go on and on about it. Like, Oh, probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I do think you're right. I think my enjoyment levels, obviously, compounded by COVID uh, yet again um, because when you can't hear the fans – Surely that's 60% of it. That, you're, that's sensory overload, you know? So we're sensory deprived right now. And yeah, I mean, even before all of this, with all the rules, especially, so here's my thing. 
are, like you said, are they getting more um, calls correct? Yeah, probably. Is it ruining the game by taking too long? No, not necessarily. But they should be doing better. Yeah, there should be more transparency. Yeah. Um, but you have to ask yourself, like, do you enjoy the drama better? Do you enjoy them getting the, the odd one wrong? Do you think it evens out? You know, there's a lot to there's a lot at play there. Yeah, that's fair. So I've got a little bit of a different opinion. I'm all right with it, simply because um, one of my, I would say, earlier memories of being absolutely livid at sports um, was during a baseball game. Uh, Armando Galarraga had a perfect game going, which. For those of you guys that don't watch baseball, that means no one gets you a hit. You totally lost Jamie right now, yeah, but so I, I'm, I'm no barely one, hanging on. No I've one gets a hit. Of beer. No one gets walked. It's like there's only been 30-something times that it's happened Wow! in, like, ever of baseball. So one of our guys for the Tigers had one going, two men down in the last inning, so only one out left. Guy gets a short hit, thrown to first base. He was out by probably about a good six feet. Yeah. Ref called him or ump called him safe. Everyone in the stands, everyone at home screaming about it, absolutely losing it. But there was no replays back then. You couldn't yeah. challenge it. It was just what the ump said is what the ump said and you gotta, deal with it. You got to take the bullet. That's my Yeah. And I remember my dad and I sitting there on the couch absolutely screaming about it and ever since then basically i've been happy with replays just because of the fact that like those types not of calls, having them yeah. yeah and like the umpire you know he's since apologized for it. he's since admitted he was wrong but but what good does still that do you right, know what i mean still doesn't do anything yeah exactly. you know and you know yeah it's i mean it's it's a perfect game there's been 30 something of them happen in 100 years that's incredible that's just as big to me as winning a championship and think about if a blown call loses a team, a championship, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, people make the argument that the whole millimeters against man city. Yeah. Lost us the premier league. You know, it's, it's something that overall, I think it's a good thing, even though it pisses me off sometimes, you know, sometimes when a goal goes through and I have to sit with bated breath thinking, I don't want to get excited and run around the house because I'm going to look like an ass if I, if it gets called back. Yeah. We've all been there, but like overall, I'd still rather have it than not just because of the fact that blown calls because humans make mistakes. You know, I mean, I've been an umpire myself. I've been a referee myself. You make mistakes. It's, it's human nature. But the fact that at that high level, there are so much higher stakes than refereeing for a bunch of eight-year-olds playing baseball, you know, mistakes become a lot less excusable and the gravity of those mistakes becomes significantly greater. So I think in preventing those, you know, makes the game a little bit more of a professional thing. You know, there aren't, there's no do-overs, there's no... You, know, you can't roll back a game a year later and say, hey, we're bringing it back to the 85th minute of the match. It's 1-1. <laughs> you can't do that. So you got to get it right the first time. 
And I think trying to make the game as perfect as possible when these stakes are so high financially speaking for the most part is pretty important to me at least. See, like I understand and I understand the importance of getting your rights. And yeah, there have been like many times where I've been like, yeah, if this was washed again and stuff like that. But I just feel like overall what it has taken away to me at least so far. And like I say, this is partially because of the way it's run and, you know, implemented and stuff like that. It probably should be fine tuned, but the problem has been in most sports, the way they're fine tuning it is, is just adding more, adding more. Then we'll watch freaking everything, you know? Uh, so to me, it has started to outweigh my level of like, Oh, it should be right. Because I'm just enjoying it much less because I'm watching more replays to see if it's touching the line. Next you can see that line. with the players as well. Like they don't even celebrate goals. No, you know, they yeah. score a goal and they're, they're waiting themselves. Like that. I think that's the biggest crime. Like, look, we've all scored wonder goals in the backyard or, or against a few of your mates. Maybe you're lucky enough to have a few witnesses and they'll remember it, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, that's just mad. Like, you know, how, how can you not celebrate like that is instinctual and you to fight an instinct like that that's like trying to fight a sneeze yeah. you, you know yeah. don't do it you yeah, know, i mean i an aneurysm it's worse when you had to take uh, back <laughs> right you celebrated and that freaking like you like take that yeah step. again back to my point where it just makes you look like kind of an ass yeah. Yeah. i just yeah. feel like we're just watching so much more i mean and I mean, you got the right thing going, Jamie, aside from watching golf. I don't know how you do that. That's something I can't do. But uh, in terms of like, <laughs> American sports are like painfully long the way it is with all the commercial stoppages and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, that's that's my biggest issue. I yeah. thought when I first heard that America in the 90s had adverts during commercials during the game, I thought, oh, what is going on? I mean that 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 would infuriate me beyond belief if you cut yeah. to commercial during game i'd have a heart attack and then it's, you come here you realize the commercials are actually longer than the freaking game so that's right <laughs> but i think you know aside from that i mean this makes it even more painful now because it takes even longer and then i mean i'm sure the tv stations love it because while they're watching it let's go for a commercial break again and stuff like that so i'm sure they're loving it money wise mm -hmm. but i think the thing that made soccer football whatever you want to call it more beautiful was that you know the continuity the you know the constant flow of the game i mean the game stops now i mean let's face it there are times i don't know i feel sound like an old fart now i know but there are times where you're like man the goal is coming you know like we got him it's clamping tighter 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 then shit we watch something for five minutes now and you know that whole momentum the feeling of like the clamp getting tighter and tighter on the other team just suddenly goes poof yeah. And you can even see on the players, and you know, like how a player fakes an injury sometimes to kind of get by some time. Yeah, to get some just freaking 30 seconds, you know. Yeah. Now they're getting like five minutes to get rid of that momentum. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, like I say, overall, I kind of want to pick your brain. I mean, we're not going to save the world and definitely not save replays, but and definitely not save VAR, God knows. But yeah. uh, I know it can be implemented better. I just feel like as I watch more and more sports, like recently. I'm like, man, I'm enjoying this less and less, even if it's not, even if it's not Liverpool and it's a call that goes against us and just like the whole unfairness of the, the recent calls that we've gotten and stuff like that. Even if it's just like a neutral game I'm watching, 
I'm like, you guys are just making this unwatchable with all the technology. But yeah, I just want to pick your guys' brain. Hopefully, they'll improve it better. Because I agree with, you know, what Parker is saying. Yes, you do want it right. Especially when it's important, you do want it right. But God, man, I don't want to watch the whole game four times. Yeah, old. it's it's streamlining right. that, you know. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, ultimately, I say when this conversation comes up, it's got to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, yeah. And, and each week, I keep saying like, no, this is the bottom of the barrel. Where this is the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. It seems it seems to be an endless bottomless pit. <laughs> because they keep scraping that barrel. The barrel, it, the, the barrel is no more. There's now a tunnel to Australia. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, seriously, like, I think it'll it get, get much worse. <laughs> it can only get better. Right. Cause like, you know, get, you just got to give it time. I mean, you guys remember probably better than me, you know, the first cell phones. I mean, the earliest cell phone I remember. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> Hold well, on. no, I mean, Elaborate. you know, <laughs> you guys aren't 25. Um, but like, you know, I remember the first cell phone my parents had was like some Nokia monochrome screen. And now yeah. 20 years later, we've got full-on computers. That but we had Snake. Snake was yes, brilliant. Yes, we did have Snake. So, But like, that- you know, <laughs> point is, things with technology, it gets better, it gets faster, it gets cheaper. With all of that combined... And again, video stuff, this is kind of my thing, so I could go on and on about this. But basic point is higher resolution and higher frame rate, those are the two things we need. Yeah. And those two things are becoming significantly cheaper. I mean, we have cameras right now that, granted, they're like $100,000 cameras. Yeah. But that you can see a bullet coming out of a gun in 4K and have it come across a space like this, like this, you know, just, really, really slow across, you like know, Superman, space. Superman yeah. 3D, the movie. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so I think with that technology of extremely high frame rate and high res cameras improving, it's just going to become so much easier because, you know, they'll be able to zoom in on the little bit of offside and they'll be able to know, okay, this is, or this wasn't exactly offside period. But here's this, right? You know. So, so then imagine this, right? The technology gets so good that it watches the ball compress as the foot hits it, right? So right. When, you, when you actually strike the ball, that, that it, it hasn't left your foot yet. The ball <laughs> has absorbed onto your foot and hasn't even left your foot until you know, milliseconds after. That that's going to be the fucking issue then. Like, I mean, this is how crazy it is. Right. You can tell Parker is young and we're older because <laughs> Parker's like excited about technology and we're like more cynical about it. Because I'm not jaded yet. I personally agree that it's not the technology that's the problem, it's the implementation. Oh, and absolutely. The more technology, we're going to try to dump even more replays and even more watching. Like, but, like, but yeah, mark my that, words, even that. Be watching the ball leave the foot in. <laughs> yeah. I'm 4K. sure you're right. David Attenborough is going to be there with <laughs> a tiny little fly. Oh, here we have a fly oh, on the side of the ball. The ball is still touching his foot. <laughs> oh, the fly, and now it's not a goal. But no, even off that point, though, um, I think, Timuchin, you made a good point, or you brought something that's a good, I think makes a good point in the fact that, you know, the young versus old thing, I think when more people from my generation get into this level of refing, mm-hmm. I think it's becoming, it's going to become 
a lot quicker and a lot more rapid and a lot more smooth because, you know, it's something that, you know, I grew up with computers always in the house. Yeah, that, that actually, that's you a good know, point. So I think right. that, I mean, I see it in work all the time that the younger staff members are able to fix any computer problems, figure out all their stuff computer side like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the older staff members, I mean, we have staff that are like in their 80s. So we have, you know, significantly older staff members and people in their 20s and they have a lot harder time with it and so i think that as refs become once the majority of refs are from my generation i think it's going to get a lot quicker and a lot more convenient and a lot more uh precise isn't really the right word i want to go for but a lot more accurate, I guess, even though those are practically the same thing. Like, for example, when we saw the goal a couple weeks ago where the offside line was drawn one way off someone's elbow and the other way it was drawn off their hip or something Mm -hmm. like that. I think stuff like that won't happen because you'll have younger people with fresh new ideas that know this technology in and out because they grew up with it rather than having learned it as an adult. Yeah. By the time that happens, Jamie and I will be just yelling at Cloud. <laughs> I'll still be there yelling. You guys will be like, I don't have my 360 TV working. <laughs> You'll be yelling at your daughter's Tamuchin to I'll be yelling fix at that. My, I'll be yelling at my PlayStation 3. My PlayStation 3 will be yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in, in all seriousness, though... Um, we will begin to wrap it up. Obviously, um, there's lots of great content on uh, the American Scouser website. Um, lots of things that have been happening in the news recently. Obviously, Melwood, we, uh, we all said goodbye to Melwood and they've moved into the new, what's it called, the AXA training facility? Or? That was a question I had is if it's AXA or AXA. Yeah, I have no idea. I would assume I mean, AXA. I'm sure it's but, AXA, yeah. Um, but people are, most people I hear are just calling it Kirkby. Yeah, that's yeah, what one of my absolutely. buddies that lives in yeah. Liverpool. He yeah. just calls it that. Yeah, um, it's a lovely place. It looks great. Um, oh yeah, the the ox taking us around the video that was um, that was rather nice. Um, Top notch facility, brilliant. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the players are probably going to be getting fines in the coming weeks because they're going to be late to training because they've drove to Melwood instead right. of going all the way to Kirby. But you know. <laughs> That's uh, that's going to be on them. Jordan Henderson said that midweek, jokingly, and I thought that was hilarious. Um, he said, oh, I better make sure I watch out for that because they do get fined, probably like 20, 20 grand if oh, they show I'm up sure. late to training. Um, Which is probably like us getting fined a dollar. but that's yeah, all right. But still, yeah. just thinking about that is just... It's, but they use it as a... That, that's exactly right, to they, they They use it as a laugh, you know? It, it's... They laugh off twenty grand, those boys. That's that's that's, that's like part over of a it. year of my mortgage. I know, you know what I mean. And they'll they, on their own WhatsApp groups, they'll all be taking the piss out of people. Oh, you turned up late. You've you've already paid a hundred grand this year, or whatever. You know that that's the jokes they'd they'd laugh about, you know. But um, other than that, uh, there's a few other small items of news. Um, there was a new leaked kit, which uh, I'm sure we can see if we can work our magic and, and put it up on either the website or uh, the Bitmoji podcast. Yeah, I can put it up on there. 
Um, so we've got uh, the new Ecru, which I'm actually wearing it. If we were doing the video, you would see my ugly face in this lovely Liverpool top. It's, it's uh, the part like you're stuck with the bitmojis, by the way, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you could, yeah, luckily, I had it made. <laughs> uh, no, the Liverpool shirt, uh, they're marketing their next season's away kit, I'm assuming, is uh, on the Reebok sort of champagne colour. It's called Ecru or Ecru or whatever. But um, lovely uh, attempt at a, a leaked kit. I'm sure it'll deviate from that ever so slightly, probably quite a lot. Um, and then the other news that's sort of newsworthy is Pep signed a two-year contract and will quit his contract a year before Klopp's ends at the beautiful club of Liverpool. So as Sir Alex Ferguson said, the noisy neighbours just down the road, the M62, Pep wants more of Klopp and Klopp is there to take them all day long. Um, <laughs> we got away with the draw, but there you have it. So like I was saying, um, if you're in need of more stuff to, to read, um, we've got plenty there on the website. Um, get to know Christy Linnett, uh, one of the, the great uh, ladies footballers for LFC. Um, there's also get to know uh, Yasser Larucci and Reese Williams, all sorts of great little articles there for you to read. So. Um, Get on that, and hopefully we'll be three points better off and sitting atop the Premier League again, and we can uh, forget the doom and gloom of the internationals until March and r return to singing top of the league, hopefully, if we beat Leicester. So thanks very much for joining us, as always. Tim, do you want to sign us off? Do you want to do us an OG special and sign us off here? Yeah, I don't know about an OG special. But yeah, I mean, uh, definitely this will be our first podcast that you'll be able to watch as a video minus our ugly faces. Good combination of having a visual without having the full visual that you probably don't want. So <laughs> we've been able to kind of like find the perfect medium in between that. Uh, I'm hoping like it will help us like reach... Uh, more fans. I know I run stuff in the background as I work, for example. <laughs> the younger generation. Yeah, the younger generation. <laughs> all these kids and their videos. Jamie <laughs> and I will probably start just like an old man podcast pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Two grumpy old men. Here we go. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, obviously, you had the fantasy section, so that's coming back. I mean, it's good to have the league back. Let's get done with the international. Absolutely. I mean, one good thing going for us, for the club, at, at least, I would say, is not having to worry as much, I guess, about the Champions League, having won the first three games. Usually, we leave the group stage uh, as a thriller towards the end. But So, hopefully, we'll be able to rest some guys and get some stuff going. And uh, hopefully, we're back in action fully. That's about it. Hey, actually, you know what? It is another thing for the young kids out there. Uh, we're going to have, like, uh, one of our new contributors is actually going to have ours going on TikTok. Oh, you know yes, TikTok that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's even young for me. <laughs> that's what I would call the younger generation than me. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Even Parker's old for that. So, <laughs> but yeah, I know uh, the kids love it. So that'll be cool as well. But yeah, a lot going on. Uh, definitely stay tuned and definitely let us know in terms of feedback, especially for this first uh, semi video podcast. We'd we'll love to hear more about uh, what we can do to make it better. So, uh, <laughs> Let's go, gentlemen. Let's get the three points back. Absolutely, up yeah. And uh, back where we belong. Yeah, back atop our perch. Absolutely. So there we have it, folks. Uh, another week in the books. Turn on, tune in, cop out with us at American Scouser. As always, signing out.
Third place, hoping for first.